Welcome to the Leadership Lab podcast, where we're developing the heart and soul of leaders. My name is Jeremiah. And I'm Bianca. And today I'm so excited about the conversation that we're going to have. So we're going to jump right in with our special guest. Let's go. Hey, welcome to the Leadership Lab podcast. I am beyond excited today for our special, special guest. And this guest is extremely special to me and Jeremiah because we've known her for over 15 years. And so I just want to welcome Lindsay Foster. Welcome to the podcast today. Yay. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Yes, it's going to be so good. I'm, I can't wait to pick your brain. But just a little backstory before we jump in and I ask you some questions. We've known her since she was in our youth ministry and then in our ministry school. And then we had the amazing privilege of being on staff with her. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here today is because not only have I seen you grow in your faith, but I was able to have the privilege of seeing you become this incredible, influential, kind leader. And you don't always get to see that in ministry because many times people you pour into, sometimes they move on. And so to see that in you and to now be a wife and a mom, it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) and so I cannot wait to pick your brain. So let's just jump right in. And one of the things that I've observed of you is your kindness. If I were to describe you, your attributes are kindness, love, and humility. And being in ministry or any kind of organization where you're working with people, there are all kinds of people. All okay. kinds of personalities <laughs> and people are people. Right. So how do you remain that consistent person in that kindness and in that humility when you're working with different types of people? So good. Um, just like you said, there's so many different types of people and personalities and um, we're people too, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and it, so kindness and humility like aren't always the initial feeling or initial response. Um, and I do think sometimes humility and kindness can be, uh, the word can be misinterpreted, um, just maybe as, as weakness or uh, allowing yourself to be run all over. But I think that it really does take, um, it takes strength, mm-hmm. it takes self, self-awareness um, to, it takes the strength to be able to put yourself um, aside, to be able to listen and to hear and, and to care about people um, and to be patient, to be patient with them and perseverant. And because sometimes it's not easy to connect with people. And so, and sometimes even with kindness, it's hard for people that it's a hard pill for people to swallow because they're not used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes it takes just showing people being perseverant in a relationship and showing them that you're genuine, yeah. um, showing them that this kindness isn't going to trickle away just because Mm. you may be a difficult person to deal with. Um, And so uh, I really do think that um, that that kindness and humility takes a self-awareness, but it it really stems from um, your heart, your heart personally, and um, having your heart full of gratitude and joy Mm. um, and being able to, to, because, you know, we, it, as leaders, like we go through difficult things too. It sometimes can come across as like, easy and breezy and they've got it all together but we we face difficult things and being able to um to really refocus and um uh just really um be grateful in all circumstances Mm. and thinking of the things refocusing on those things that we do have to be 
to be grateful for. Um, it just, it fills our hearts with joy, no matter what circumstance we're in, when we're grateful, it fills our hearts with joy. And that really, it just, it bubbles over. Yeah. And, um, you know, the word tells us that, that uh, a joyful heart makes a, makes a cheerful face. Yeah. And um, when we, when we're cheerful, when we're, when we're kind, um, that it changes our whole countenance, it changes our face, it changes, changes our presence. And I think that when you, when you operate in kindness, that you're able to, to shift atmospheres wherever you are and people mm. that maybe were once hard hearted or cold that um, eventually, you know, sometimes it takes that perseverance, but eventually that uh, you'll be able to get to the heart of them and, and be able to love and lead um, or, or serve under them in an even greater way. Wow. Oh, <laughs> that was just a treasure trove of wisdom and wealth. So I'm wealthier from that whole thing. Thank you. <laughs> I love that so much. And here's what I heard from you. I really heard that you can't even give that kindness and you can't even have that humility until you really focus on the heart and yeah, right. depositing those things and practicing. I loved what you said. I loved how you said in order to refocus, you really have got to look at your heart and make sure that you're grateful. And when you you're grateful, it gives you that refocus and that refocus allows you to deal with some difficult people sometimes. And I I know this wasn't something we planned, but I'm sure you've experienced this throughout the many years in ministry is there probably were some difficult people that got allowed in your path that what maybe not that natural chemistry. It wasn't they weren't as easy to love. Um, But what did that do in you in your leadership? Well, yeah, it helped me, like, it helped me see that, you know, not everybody, it's not the same formula for, you know, Mm. loving and caring for everyone, but that I can, but I do, like, when I see someone in it, it's just, you know, we're not clicking, it's, it's more difficult, it forces me to, to, to realize that we've all been created by the Lord, and Mm. that before we were, we were created, he knew us, and he knows every, like, intricate detail and so it forces me to ask him how can I love this person in a greater way how can I leave this person in a greater way mm. or even connect um with their heart um so yeah there's been there's been there's been times in life uh where people have been hurt because people are hurt and they they uh, use they they protect they try to protect their heart in a lot of ways and so um it takes a lot of prayer and um continuing to love on them and learn them Yes. Uh, and learning that just because someone may have a, you know, uh, tougher exterior, it doesn't mean that, you know, they're, they're unloving or they don't need love or encouragement. Um, but learning yeah. how they receive it is, is um, just really important. That's so good, Lindsay. That's so good. And, and Jesus did that. You know, he looked at the people that were kind of outcasts and, and, and society really did not care to take the time to spend time with them. And he modeled that even with the woman at the well, and he was judged for it, you know, culturally society wise, that was, that was a big no, no. But like you said, he was really trying to get to her heart because she even, she had that religious lingo and she was saying all the things and, and he's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to press through and get to her heart. And it ultimately brought life change and transformed a whole bunch of people afterwards because of the fruit of that one moment. And I loved even what you were saying before you said that, you know, the joy and the cheerfulness, it, it has this power to shift an environment. And I loved that whole idea because 
by the world standards, a lot of times they, they talk about leadership and power and to walk into the room and, you know, take charge of a room, but that really doesn't shift it. People aren't necessarily open to that, but when you go in with that cheerful, joyful spirit, there is something supernatural about that and it's disarming. You know what I mean? And so you have that. I love your laugh. I love, I I mean, we've had some like belly ache laughs together over (laughs) <laughs> over the years, um, like to the point of crying. And, and I love that about you because I mean, this ministry is tough and it's, I mean, it, it, it'll bring you to tears, even the, the heaviness and the, the things that we have to deal with, but man, you need that laughter. You need that joy. I say need because you need. absolutely yeah. And that's why people love being around you. I love being around you. And so thank you for spreading that joy and shifting atmospheres. But thank you for sharing your heart. I want to shift gears now to another subject uh, that I've also seen modeled in your own life, and that's honor. I've seen you be honoring to those that are leading you, but I've also seen you honor those that you lead, which to me is an even deeper level of character. And that once again, goes back to the heart, but what is it about your life and, and how has God led you in order to have this lifestyle of honor? It's so funny that you asked this question because I think that, um, I've really over my years of knowing you and pastor Jeremiah, I've learned this from watching the way that you interact with people. Mm-hmm. Um, from the way that you, you loved and honored your students when you were youth ministers to when you were leading us when we were in ministry school or, and then when we were even serving alongside of each other in ministry. Um, and so y'all honor people so well, but I, it takes me to, um, back to Romans twelve ten that says, you know, love each other with a genuine affection and take delight in honoring one another. And it's one of my favorite scriptures because, um, as I studied it, I, the word, um, honor there, it means to, to value the price that was paid. Mm. So the price that has been paid for, you know, in, in general, just honoring people that we interact with day in and day out, knowing that, that they have been bought with the highest price of Jesus and that, yes, but, um, and, and reminding them of that. I, th- I think when we honor people that it reminds them of that value that's been paid on them, but not only did he, did he he biased, but he also has gifted us and poured his, his gifts and unique purpose out on each, each individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we take time to, to honor that and encourage that in those um, that are, that we're leading and those that are leading us, um, I, I think it inspires them. And I, I, I think sometimes too, um, as we're honoring our leaders, um, that it really needs to come to of a place of uh, genuine uh, affection for them, for our leaders, and come from a place of, of taking delight. Like, I am excited um, to honor you and uh, to serve you. Um, and it, it's easy to think that our leaders don't need encouragement, because um, I think that sure. honoring, with honoring comes encouragement. Um, so to encourage them and, and to, be, to be grateful and delight, delight in honoring. Um, and it starts in that starts in the home, right? It starts in the home and it absolutely into our families and then into our workplace and into ministry. Um, and I've watched you guys and y'all have done that so well. Um, and so it's, and it, then it just makes you rich. It makes your relationships rich when you're honoring those, uh, people that are around you. And, um, 
in, inevitably, it reminds you of the, of the price um, that has been paid for yourself. Yes, that's awesome. So then you not only can honor others, but you honor your own life that God yes. has blessed you with. And in turn, you can honor God by living a life that's pleasing to him. That's so good. That's so, so good. I love that. Yes, honor has is definitely something that is a value of Jeremiah and I. And it's something that we started even before we got married, when we were in ministry school and um, the pastor there really taught us that. And, and I believe that's why we have lived the life that we've been able to be entrusted with because of honor and, and honoring whether I felt like it or not. That's the exactly. thing because I, I honored those that God had placed over me in authority. Uh, and I honored those that he entrusted to me to lead and, and taking that responsibility very seriously, knowing that when I honor them, I'm, I'm really honoring God. That's why exactly. I can disagree with a person and I would even do it very differently than them. But because I recognize, okay, this is an opportunity to honor and you know, there, you need to submit as well. And that that's an unpopular word word in right. today's age is, submission, but there's so much blessing that can be unlocked in that, that area of honor and submission. Just the other day, um, I'll tell you this story really quick. You know, Jeremiah and I, we were having a disagreement about a tree in our backyard and trimming it and it's in the neighbor's yard. And, you know, and I really felt like we should trim it to be considerate. And he's like, no, it's, it's all good. And, um, and I, we had been talking about this. I'm not joking for like probably over a year now. Like, so Anyway, the Holy Spirit, because I was finally listening, the Holy Spirit just said, Bianca, this is a moment of submission. And, you know, submission doesn't even happen until there's disagreement. So I finally just said, hey, I just want to let you know, I want to submit to you in this area. I trust you. And I believe that you're going to be able to make the right decision that very day. That very day after all this time, (laughs) trying to talk him into it. He was like looking at the tree. We can trim it here. We can do this. He literally went to the store, bought a tool so that he could trim the tree. And I was like, oh, that's all it took was some submission and honor. And I'm telling you that it really does. It it just unlocks just life. So thank you for sharing that. That was so, so good about honor. and, And thank you for your encouraging words. And I love what you said about it's easy to think that leaders don't need encouragement because many times they're, they're leading the charge and they seem very confident. Um, but I heard years ago, how can you tell if someone needs encouragement? They're breathing, you know, (laughs) in fact, I want to, I even want to say that look at the people that are pouring out a lot that seem mm-hmm. the most confident, that is an opportunity to really build a leader up and, and pour into them. So look for those leaders because there's a good chance that they, they need some affirmation. They need some uh, encouragement and we can be that voice in their life. Um, okay. So I wanted to wrap up with this question. You are a new mama. Yes, my sweet boy. He is so precious. He is so precious. Side note, I want to say that your mom left a legacy in my life, and I know in yours, and Mm -hmm. she used to watch my babies, and I remember she just... Oh my goodness. She, anytime I would post a picture or anything like that, she was the first person to be like, Oh my goodness, I could eat them up with a spoon. (laughs) And I I have, yes, 
Yes, I say them too. And uh, Miss Teresa's words will live in our hearts forever. Exactly. And uh, she she always made people feel seen and heard and loved. And so I love mama. And I see that in you as a mom as well, loving your baby boy. But how would you say, because I'm sure many of us are can relate to the multiple roles that we have to play spouse, uh, um, mom, and, and in ministry, and then friendships, all of the other tiers in our lives that we, we right. can't even address right now. How do you juggle it all? Yeah, it's a good <laughs> I mean, it's interesting that you're asking, cause I feel like I'm learning it. Like I'm learning it all right now. My son is three and a half months old and, um, wow. it has been, uh, I think as women, sometimes, I don't know, this could be a guy thing too. I don't know. Uh, but we try to be all of the things and do all of the things um, in the same capacity all the time. Mm. Um, and we're trying to juggle it all. And uh, I think the reality is we, I know for me, I can't, I can't juggle all the things um, because if, when I try to, when I try to do all, all my own, I just end up things just drop you know um and it makes you feel like a failure especially uh just as a woman when you're trying to uh be all these different roles and all these things for all of these people and so um something I'm still in the process of learning is just um asking asking for help sure from you know I we're it sometimes we get to the end of our rope and we're crying out to the Lord and we're like Lord help me Right. And there's, we, we sometimes have to be specific on what, what do I, what do I need help with in this season? What's going to make it, uh, what's going to make life easier for me and to ask and pull on the help of the people that he's surrounded us with. Mm. Um, because you know, we, we have friends, we have family and I, I know that it can be difficult even um, a little isolating at times when you're overwhelmed, you can think you are alone and there's no one to ask for help. Um, but you, we can even ask the Lord, send someone to us that, that can help me in this season, whether it's like helping, helping me administratively in my job, or it's helping me clean the house, watch the kids, um, that sort of thing. But when we get specific with our prayers and we get specific with our asks of other people, um, and we give them the opportunity to say yes or no, because I can talk someone right out of it. I'm like, Oh, they're busy. Oh. They're not going to want, they don't have time to help me. Say that. Um, we're basically, we're robbing them of of a blessing because the word tells us when we, when we bless and refresh others that we ourselves are blessed and refreshed. And so we have to give people the opportunity, um, to, to help and to lift and to carry. Um, and that is when things are able to flourish, when we're able to, Mm -hmm. to pull on those people that are around us. And, uh, we are reminded we're supported and we have the energy to support and help others. Mm, that's so good. I love that, man. I love how you said we rob people of that opportunity. I mean, how many, how many times do we answer for people? We just assume. (laughs) And and at the end of the day, when we look at the people around us that God has blessed us with more than likely their hearts are like willing. They, they would, they're always in a posture of like, what, you need something? Let me help you. That's really that, that positive posture that most people have, but we get in our brains. And I think that, I mean, I don't know if you'd agree with this, but I I feel like it stems from pride. I think that we sometimes are thinking like, no, I've just got to figure out how to do it all. Or I can't ask them, you know, and that's because it takes humility to ask as well for help. Right. But in the exactly. end, there's more fruit. It's it. There's this pruning of our our egos, 
And that omission, I can't do it all. Like you said, we can't do all the things at full capacity for every person. And that's so true. And I, I, I found that I, I cannot expect the, the same level of involvement in all areas of my life. It just isn't. Yeah. And that is a constant struggle I deal with. I mean, ask my husband, there are times when we're home and this is behind closed doors. And I'm like, man, I feel like I'm feeling failing in X, Y, Z. And, and he's right. such an encourager because he's like, you can't do it all. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. I, I, know I, I can't do it all. I know that. Exactly. <laughs> and yet our words and our our feelings of failure, because I don't believe God's looking down on us saying you're failing. I, I honestly, I, I feel like our heavenly father is looking down on us and saying, I am well pleased with you, you know, because we're laying down our life for his kingdom and for his people. And we're actively seeking his heart. And mm-hmm. so, but I, I honestly, I, th- I think there's a mixture of our insecurities coupled with the voice of the enemy that understands yeah. that weakness. And I, I don't know if it's a, just a, a female thing. I, I, I'm sure men deal with this as well, but Man, that that was so good. And so that takeaway from that whole idea is like, don't try to do it all. Yeah. At full capacity, because you won't. (laughs) And I end up dropping all of it. You'll drop all of it. You really will. And that that's even more disastrous. And so there, you know, and I, I feel I love what you said about invite looking at who's around you and then inviting them to help you whatever capacity that may be in. And, and also being clear about what the, the people in your life, the relationships of what they can expect of you. So yes. just a practical thing. If I'm preaching on Sunday, not a lot's going to get done at home. It just, it's just not like I, I let the kids know, Hey, my involvement with homeschooling is, is probably going to be a fraction this week. So I'm going to need you guys to partner together, do whatever you can to, to get through the week. Um, I let my husband know, I, I don't know if I'll be cooking dinner this week. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the grocery shopping might not get done. And what I found was, cause that was really freeing for me to say, very hard for me to say, cause I want to exactly. make sure my household is taken care of. But I also know when I'm preaching that gives my husband a chance to recharge. So when I tell him these things, hey, I'm not going to be able to do X, Y, Z in the home. He's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I got it. We're, we'll be fine. And I found that I'm like, oh, OK, I'm free to do this now. Um, I may not be able to do that every week, but when I am doing that, those other things can be set aside. I find that most people in our lives are way more gracious than we give them credit for. Exactly. I won't be able to do this this week. And so, yeah, just giving ourselves room to breathe and giving ourselves some realistic expectations yeah. and grace, having grace for ourselves, you mm-hmm. know, in, in the, in the weakness and the reshifting of responsibilities. And, um, you know, like you said, it taking humility to ask and, and be okay with not being the best at everything all the Woo-hoo! time, <laughs> like, you know, cause we want to put that face on. We want to be, uh, the perfect at, at every area, but it takes mm-hmm. humility um, to set that aside and be okay with, with the help. Yes. Yes. And that, and to admit, guess what? You're not the best at everything. You know? so exactly. There are definitely way more people better at things and at different things in your life. And you know, exactly. they would find joy in creating that document for you. They would find mm-hmm. joy in sending that email to those people. You know what I mean? And it, and I really have found that and saying, okay, let go, let go. I've heard, I think it was Craig Rochelle who said, if anyone can do your job 80%, like a specific task, if they can do it at 80% of what you would do it, man, delegate it. Cause the more yeah. we delegate, the more, more our arms are free to, to do what God tells us to do. So, 
Wow. Well, thank you so much for this time. I have gotten so much out of it. I'm going to be chewing on it all day long today. And I know our leaders are going to get so much out of this. This this podcast truly was created for our leaders in our church so that we developed a leadership culture. And so I think that they're going to get so much out of this, Lindsay. Thank you so much. I love it. Thank you. I love you guys. And I just, every time that we communicate, it's just always so, so rich. You guys are rich in, in wisdom and experience in love and so the people around you are just are just feeding off of that and they're receiving that blessing so i know that they they're grateful for you guys as well oh thank you so much i miss you so much (laughs) and our love to the family and thank you so much to everyone just watching this episode i'm sure you got a lot got a lot out of it and so let us know what you learned in the comments below so that we can continue this conversation once again thank you for being a part of the leadership lab podcast and we hope that you can continue to grow your heart and soul god bless